Hey, Mr. Binks. Gosh, you know that times are tough at the moment and some people are finding it very hard to feed their dogs. That's why we're jumping on Zoom to talk to John Cahill at the Blue Cross about the special pet food banks they've launched nationwide. I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. John Carhill, welcome to A Dog's Life. Thank you very much. Good to be here. There's been so much talk in the last few weeks, you know, what with the soaring cost of living, that more and more people are looking to abandon, you know, their dogs because they can't afford them or feed their dogs rather than feeding themselves. What's going on? Um, yeah, that's definitely the case. We, we've seen it in the Sheffield area where we work with Blue Cross. Um, we've seen um, we've opened up a pet food bank, and we've definitely seen a dramatic increase since January in the, a number of clients that are wanting to use that food bank. And is this something Blue Cross is now doing nationally? Um, not quite nationally yet. We've got three food banks up and running at the minute. There's ourselves in Sheffield. That uh, we have one over in Manchester, one at our hospital in Grimsby, and our Rehoming and Advice Behaviour Unit in Newport is just setting one up as we speak. Um, the boat, been, ours has been running since 2021, uh, and yeah, we've, we've noticed a dramatic increase recently. And do you think this is, you know, obviously, yeah, that it, during the pandemic, pet ownership rose staggeringly, didn't it? I mean, there's three mm-hmm. and a half million more dogs living in the country than there were two years ago. Do you think this is because some people have just not really totally thought through dog ownership, that, you know, there's costs beyond actually buying a puppy? Um, I don't know if it's not appreciating it, but the cost is definitely an issue. Um, and obviously with the cost of living now increasing, you know, everyone's utility bills are going through the roof, etc., etc. It's becoming harder and harder to afford what would normally be affordable. And that's where we're trying to help just a little bit um, in providing food for pets in need. Absolutely. Do you see any particular types of food? I mean, are people more, you know, interested in dry food for their dogs or wet food or other types of food, more natural products, perhaps? Um, As I say, we've been open since January 2021. um, And it's a fair mix. We've donated so far about 1.6 tonnes of dry food. um, And we're up to about 2000 days worth of wet food. So it's a fairly even split, I think. Um, but between cats and dogs, it's, it's it's relatively even. You know, and I think I'm right, aren't I? The Blue Cross is celebrating its 125th anniversary are, yeah. this year. And so it must be quite a kind of, you know, point of discussion, really, that in this time now, you know, food banks are, are being launched to help dogs and their owners stay together. You know, the Blue Cross helped dogs and owners through two world wars. And I'm sure were food banks around for even the Second World War, John. I know you weren't there physically oh, yourself, no. <laughs> obviously. But I know the Blue Cross did such an amazing job, you know, particularly after the Blitz in London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's where Blue Cross sort of originates from, and it's with it being our hundred twenty fifth year. There's a lot of different sort of initiatives we're running with that make make actually make you quite proud to be part of it. The food bank is obviously the mainstay of what we're doing here in Sheffield and our normal rehoming duties, but Blue Cross has also set up our new behaviour service, um, and we're now helping out three charities in Ukraine, which for a charity that sort of earned its spurs, pardon the pun, during wartime, it's. It makes you quite proud that we're involved in supporting things out there as well with the current situation that's going on. 
oh gosh, no, it's heartbreaking what's going on in Ukraine. Yeah, really awful. And there's so much has changed, you know. So originally, when you know, when war broke out, you can't even imagine that you're saying these words, right? But mm-hmm. um, all the, the, the border controls were kind of relaxed, weren't they, for a while? So people didn't necessarily need to have paperwork, passports to mm. come into the EU, you know, for the fear of rabies, for example. Mm. Um, but now border control is this is what I've heard, correct me if I'm wrong, that they're getting really strict again. So pets are being turned away. Um, I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. I know that the Blue Cross is working on a system at the minute um, to use specially selected fosterers to help with pets that are coming in from Ukraine. Obviously, they've all been medically cleared through DEFRA and all the the relevant procedures but we're trying to get that into place to to help out DEFRA and other agencies in supporting some of these pets that are fleeing the conflict. Yeah, no, it's it's awful. And the thought, you know, I know um, we've been talking to a particular organisation called the Centaurus Foundation, mm. who are based down in southeastern Poland, and they've been going in in convoys to bring strays and go to big rescues in the Ukraine to try and get the dogs out of, you know, animal shelters. Because the awful thing is, you know, talking about food, they haven't had any supplies going in. And they've they found dogs that have, you know, mauled each other to death, which is dreadful just simply out of a need to eat you know how can you imagine that this is happening in this day and age it's it doesn't bear thinking about to be honest it's horrific yeah it really is but but back at home you know so up in Sheffield where you're manning you know the food bank I mean how is it set up you know what happens um do people turn up at certain times of the day um do they bring their dogs with them what's what's the setup um, all of the above, really. So we're open six days a week here at the centre. Um, and we've got a specific email address. We've got the telephone lines to the centre. Or you can just come and knock on the door. Um, we pride ourselves on being really non-judgmental. We don't want to know the full history of your situation. Um, we just want to help as many pets as we can. And if a pet needs specifically maybe um, a specific diet, as long as it gives a little bit of notice, we can try and get hold of that for them. And so far, everyone that's come to us, we've not had to turn anybody away and we've managed to give everyone exactly what their pet requires, which is makes us quite proud up here in Sheffield. Oh, no, I bet. No, and I bet the owners are so happy because um, you've got case studies, uh, I think, that are saying that people are literally eating beans on toast every night so that they can, you know, afford to feed their dog. Yeah, we, we've had several different clients. We've had people who are using human food banks to feed their family and they're relying on us to help with their pets. Um, we've got one particular client who no longer uses us because everything's going well again. But the first thing they did when they um, stopped using the food bank was start to donate food back so that we could help more people that are in that situation. And that was really humbling. Um, we've had people mentioning that their dogs or their cats is what's got them through the pandemic, through the hardships that they're going through in their life at the minute and if their pets weren't there that they were worried what would happen so it's yeah it's the knock-on effect of keeping those pets in the home is is massive absolutely uh you know yes i mean we've seen haven't we you know the pandemic has really you know shown us that man's best friend really is man's best friend yeah, you know helping us with companionship stress busters the gateway to the outdoors um now is the blue cross you know working collaboratively with human agencies human food banks as it were to encourage those places also to have dog and cat food yeah, um, our Manchester Centre works very closely with food banks around their area. We've tried to work with a lot in Sheffield. 
Um, we've helped a food bank in Doncaster set up their own pet section because it is a little bit of a way from us, so it's, it's quite a long way for us to be travelling. So what we've done is we've helped them set up their own pet food bank. Uh, we've had several inquiries from um, private citizens around the area that are wanting to set up their own food banks in their relative towns and villages, so we're just offering advice where we can. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's definitely something that people are realising there's a need for. Uh, there are uh, two other food banks operating in the, the Sheffield area as well now, uh, and we're all working together just to, to help as many pets as we can. That's fantastic. I know, you know, in the supermarkets, there are, you know, agencies that Mm -hmm. say, you know, please put pasta, bread, you know, dog food into these big buckets to help people. And it's so important to remember our four-legged friends. But with your own food banks, um, would the plan be to kind of offer some training support, some, you know, health, health support, some vet checkups when they're there as well? I think long term, so our aim in Sheffield and every other Blue Cross centre is to really strengthen our community sort of links as well. So the the, the intent going forward is that perhaps we can use our behaviourist service to offer training advice to people that are coming to the food bank, um, potentially offering microchipping, things like that. And But it's, it's a case of just seeing how the ground lies we go forward um, and prioritising what we need to do at the time. And in terms of the Blue Cross, I mean, how have you seen the fallout from the pandemic? I mean, are you seeing hundreds of dogs being um, handed in? The inquiries are definitely there. The the food banks came themselves from, we noticed that a lot of people were asking to rehome, not just dogs, but other pets, but because of financial reasons, because of change of circumstances caused by finance and the pandemic. And we noticed this was becoming a real trend. And that's where the thought process behind the food bank came from. So yes, since the pandemic, the the need is definitely there and it's definitely increasing. Uh, and I think ourselves, our sister agencies and other charities and other rescues around the, the nationally, that um, we're all feeling the pinch of that a little bit. Yeah, no, I can imagine. And I, I love the way, though, you know, that everyone's working collaboratively. Yeah, you know, um, I think that's the way to get the, the, the most progress in any yeah. situation, really. Are there any particular cases that have, oh, I don't know, pulled at your heartstrings? <laughs> um, yeah, we, we definitely have one client who uses the food bank who's two dogs. Um, I won't go into too much detail about him because it's anonymous. But yeah, his his dogs, everybody in the centres fell in love with. And the second he turns up to get food, we all got piling outside to go see the dogs and have a play with them and things like that. We sort of we love the the joy his dogs bring to him, um, going through a very challenging period himself, um, and then being able to help that joy continue with him. It, it's just it, it makes you so proud when you leave work at the end of the day. Oh, I bet I can imagine. I mean, it's a, it's a great it's great the work that the Blue Cross does. I must say. I mean, I've been honoured to have a tour of the big Victoria Hospital, oh, the HQ. Yeah, when it not long um, opened, and gosh, I couldn't believe it. It was mind blowing. So state of the art, mm, you know, yeah, very... and it goes up, you know, isn't it? It's on level after level, and the commitment of everybody working there, yeah. you know, it just oozes, you know, love really. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great place to work. Everyone here. Regardless of what directorate they're working, because Blue Cross isn't just rehoming. As you've said, we've got our clinical department, our behaviour service, etc., etc. But everyone's here just with that that common goal of just helping as many pets as we can to lead that that happy, well cared for life, and that's all we want to do. Yeah, and talking of that, I mean, are you at these food banks offering support for rabbits and guinea pigs and the like as well? Absolutely. Yeah, every every species that Blue Cross takes care of, um, with the exception of horses, because we have specialist teams for the horses. Um, 
we, we deal with everything. So we've had requests for dogs, for cats, for rabbits, um, guinea pigs. Uh, I think we've had a couple of cases of hamsters being asked for food as well. Uh, and we, 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 we get it in. We've got donations. Our supporters in the area have been fantastic in helping us build this bank up. Um, and as I say, so far, we've not had to turn anybody away. And we're very proud of that. So you are relying on donations for this, I guess, because you're not publicly funded, of course. No, no, we've received no no funding whatsoever, and it's the um, the food bank is completely no co- no cost to the charity. It's all through donations, be that through the public, through supermarkets, pet shops, um, other Blue Cross centres, suppliers with some food as well. Um, and I say we we generally work quite collaboratively with all the other rescues and rehoming agencies in the area, um, and we we help each other out where needed as well so it's it's a nice little system but it's it's we're always in need we're, we're forever donating food so we're always in need of getting food back in as well oh gosh well we'll make sure uh, john that the link is there a special link as part of your website where people can go if you know just someone you know an ordinary person say like myself would like to donate some money to buy food for example for the the, the pet food banks yeah the, the several ways if you head to the bluecross.org.uk website um, and there's a section on there for food banks. There's also a section on there for supporting Blue Cross financially and any, any sort of kind of help that people want to offer. It's all through that website. Fantastic. Oh, John, well, listen, I really wish you all the best with this. You know, <laughs> did you ever think you might be manning a, a food bank um, in your career? Um, I, I spent most of my adult life in the military, so no, probably not. <laughs> so it's definitely a different angle of employment for me. But yeah, loving it so far. Oh, well, brilliant. Well, um, I'm sure everyone's very, very grateful in Sheffield and it'd be great to have some of these in London. Um, I don't know what your plans are to help Londoners. Um, I don't know, to be honest. I know that the, the, the Food Bank is now a Blue Cross initiative and everyone's sort of testing the waters, whether it's feasible in their area or whether they've got the staff to carry it out, et cetera, et cetera. So I couldn't say specifically for the London area. Well, um, fingers crossed, you know. Yeah, so, definitely, absolutely. Because yeah, it is true, you know, the the price of living is, is going, you know, through the roof. Yeah, and, of it course, is. it's not just food with dogs, is it, either, you know. So I don't know, are you thinking of having accessories there? Because what if someone's lead breaks, you know, um, or collar yeah, snaps and they need new things? We're probably already a step ahead of you there. So we have, ah. a, we have a, a little bank of sort of second-hand equipment, um, and equipment that's maybe spare or as, as you do don't you over the years you just collect things and it, it sort of gathers around so we keep all of that together and when we send out the, the food bank parcels we always throw in a, a little bag of dog treats from the staff here at blue cross or cat treats whatever it may be uh, and we always ask if there's any equipment they're short of be it a lead a collar a harness anything like that and if we've got it then we we supply that as well oh that's great and dog bedding you know I yeah, mean, we've, it's... we've got the lot you got the lot. Well, that's brilliant to know. And it's great. The, you know, the Blue Cross is, is not judgmental because I can imagine, you know, you are seeing people that maybe would never have thought themselves that they'd have to seek help and go to a food bank in order to feed their best friend. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the time people don't foresee this situation coming. It's not something they expected. Um, there is a, perhaps a stigma attached to using food banks and things like that. And we're just trying to take that away. Um you know, we're here, we want to help. We're, we're not judging, we, we just want to help the pets in any way we can. So if anybody is out there that requires help, just please come and see us and we'll help you with a smile. Oh, well, thank you, John, for joining me today on A Dog's Life. And um, it'll be lovely to have a catch-up, I think. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, and find out how it's going in a few months' time. Yeah, brilliant, that'd be lovely. Thank you again. Thanks very much now. That's our show, Mr Binks. What did you think? 
Yes, you are very lucky to always have food in your bowl. What's that? Yes, it is time for Woof of the Week. <coughs> Even when times are tough, there's organisations that can help put food in the dog bowl. <coughs> well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcasts. Thanks again to John Cahill for joining us today and all the links to the Blue Cross are in the show notes. Thanks also, of course, to Mike Hansen, my great producer. Find out more about him at Pod People UK. And I'm at Anna Webb Dogs. What's that, Mr. Binks? Oh, yes, you are right. We will be in your feed again next Sunday. So why don't you subscribe now? Because it's free. And that way you'll never miss another show. Bye for now.